0: I want to tell you about Joe's albums and their two locations, the original shop at 317 Main Street in downtown Worcester, Massachusetts, and their second location at 5 Market Street in the college hipster town of Northampton on Western Massachusetts. These are two amazing stores to go buy vinyl, both new and used, and a lot of other cool stuff too. It's hard to walk in either locale without walking out empty-handed due to their amazing collection of records and other cool goodies like t-shirts, mugs, posters, etc. And if you can't find what you're looking for in the retail shops, check out joelsalbums.com. They got everything there, man. Everything, well, maybe not everything, but almost everything, Joe's albums. We love them and you will too. Check out Joe's stores and tell them
1: Twisted Rico sent you. Baby Loves Tacos proudly supports the Blowing Smoke with Twisted Rico podcast. Since 2016, we've been serving soulful, whole Mexican style food out of a tiny storefront. 4508 Liberty Avenue in the Bloomfield section of Pittsburgh. Um, We believe in supporting the arts community-based initiatives and podcasts like Blowing Smoke with Twisted Rico, uh, because they add a richness and vibrancy to our lives, uh, help to connect people, build community, and uh, demonstrate that following your, your dreams and your passions, and holding on to relationships and spreading the love and support that we hear so much about on the podcast uh, is is really the only way to combat um, the ever changing world where big businesses and corporations are uh, squeezing out the small guy. So if you haven't already subscribed, if you don't support via Patreon um, or any of the other platforms, I would strongly encourage you to do so it's a real privilege to listen to blowing smoke with twisted rico and it's a privilege to to hear the stories about um you know steve's experiences with many bands uh promoting managing and the really awesome stories from his guests something i look forward to every week sometimes twice a week and um you know my life would be very different if i didn't have blowing smoke with twisted rico to look forward to all right, take care.
0: Attention guitar players, I know you're out there. I have some exciting news for you. You ready? Put down that six string and listen. Stomp underfoot are handmade guitar pedals by fuzz obsessed Matt Pascarella. Matt makes every pedal using quality new old stock absolute and rear through hole components. I know you know what that means if you're a a guitar player, right? Every pedal is also entirely hand-wired, tested, and ready to go. If you want high quality handmade pedals, check out Stomp Underfoot at stompunderfoot.com. Welcome to Blowing Smoke with Twisted Rico. I'm your host, Steve Ricardo. Today, it's all about new music and a band that is feeling new to us, the Croaks. The tune you just heard to start things off was called The Court Jester from the debut album. They call it an EP. I call it an album by the Croaks. The album is called Crocus Pocus. Today, we're joined on the show by Anna Reed the Croak's primary songwriter, lead vocalist, guitarist. And we get to learn a little more about this cool Boston buzz band who we have already featured once on one of our new music shows. So please hang on yourself or someone close to you and we will be right back. And hello, I had I just had an experience that I've never had before. Okay, I have to tell you the backstory here. I never used to drink coffee. I never drank coffee pretty much my whole life. I've been, if people that are close to me know, get me an iced tea with extra lemon and everything will be fine. But recently, like maybe a couple of months ago, I started drinking coffee. I got turned on to an Americano, which is basically an espresso with water added to it. I drank one. I was like, this is pretty good. Put a little oat milk in it one time or another, made it even better. You know, at the Rose Room here out in Webster, Massachusetts, where I went and got my coffee addiction, I'll call it going because I have a very addictive personality. So naturally, when I start on something new, I get addicted to it and that's exactly what happens and now every day i have to drink an americano but i usually add water to it and water it down a little bit okay why am i telling you this because today i had a new experience with my new addiction i dumped a whole cup of coffee all over the place man And um, now I know what it's like to spill coffee everywhere and that smell just will not go away no matter how much you wipe. It just stays there. Okay, just wanted to share that with you. I also want to take a moment to acknowledge my friends and support this podcast so so we can continue to bring it to you twice a week. Baby Loves Tacos in Pittsburgh, PA who've been with us from the start. Joe's Albums in Worcester and Northampton, the place I like to go and buy my records. And our newest supporter, Stomp Underfoot. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. It's beyond uh, the amount of appreciation I can share with you. All right. I always get excited when I see or hear a new band that I'm not familiar with. It's been like this for me forever. Sometimes when I'm first exposed to a band or a new song, I go into study mode and I want to listen to the song over and over again. I want to read the lyrics. I want to find out what's going on with the song. I've always been that way. I love reading the lyrics. <laughs> lyrics mean a lot to me, but I like to study the song too. Doing this show has opened my, my my eyes and ears to more new music that I've experienced in a while. It seemed for a long time I wasn't hearing anything anything that sounded differently or it was over, over appealing to me. Uh, it was a lull period. But things have changed for me since I've been doing this podcast going on four years now. There's a lot of great music out there a lot, and it's exciting to me to to hear the new stuff. Some of these bands that I've been into lately that are new to me have been around for a little little while, but when you grow up in a radio world or the MTV generation, you're exposed to music more more easily. Now, it's all about the internet. You know, I ask people all the time when they come on the show, how do you find out about new music? A lot of them say YouTube. A lot of them say Spotify or whatever streaming platform they listen to. For years, I had the fortune to be a so- surrounded by others in the music industry who I became friends with at other labels. In the 80s and 90s, you were always able to get turned on to a new band or a new record. Promos were flying everywhere. It was a glorious time. Yes, I'm sure that makes a lot of people jealous uh, that weren't in the industry, and I miss that. I miss those days. I really do. Well, it it became more difficult for me once the 2000s arrived, but I'm not your average music fan. I'll dig deep if I have to, or, or maybe I do more of that now. You know, I'll dig deep and I'll look for stuff. If I want to find new music, I'll I'll look for it. I have to say the best way for me to find a new band is to accidentally go to a show to see another band. And all of a sudden there's a band on stage like the Croaks, a band that I never saw or heard a peep about before. In fact, when I look at the schedule at the show, I went to, to, to it was the Justine Koval tribute show. I was like, who are the Croaks? Never heard of them. Of course, I still have a lot of music geeks out there that turn me on the music, but I'm finding the best way is to find them by accident. And I wanted to share that with you because that's what this show is all about. A band that I found by accident. All right, like I said, the past couple of years have been good for me. Some of these new bands that I've discovered that have floored me, like the Scrunchies from Minneapolis, Harker, From the uk loki's folly also from the twin cities the all-star band the long way talk about a great band jvk another boston band that i found and had on the show and they're cool and the band that we're talking to today the croaks i had mentioned before i saw the croaks completely by accident didn't know a thing about them but they got to me and it was the song big bug That was the first one. I heard it at the show. I went home and I listened to it over and over again on Bandcamp. Now I've listened to the whole album, Crocus Pocus, over and over again. And the obsession has set in. I started wondering what in the world are these songs about? And my talk with Anna, I brought up Fairport Convention, full well knowing that the average 22, 23 year old would have no idea who an English folk rock band from the early 70s was, but you'll find out that I was dead wrong. And that makes me very happy. Okay, here's my conversation with Anna from the Croaks. So you played at the Classy Hotel Vernon in Worcester last night, huh?
2: You <laughs> sure did. What a place.
3: <laughs>
0: well, I love the dive bar tours, you know? I mean, those are the best. You got to do that in the early days. You guys are still kind of early, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. how was it?
2: It was fun. It was, like, not what I was expecting at all, but it was awesome. It's similar Why, to happened? Ralph's in that it's, like, so... Yeah themed I guess
0: yeah Worcester's a strange town you know but you got to do Wormtown if you want to rock you know
2: <laughs> yeah yeah that's what we think.
0: did you have any fans there or did you make new fans
2: um yeah there was a few people who were down there was uh a guy who was like jumping the whole time um jumping <laughs> yeah It's like, you have a lot of energy, but it's like he was into it.
0: I have not been to Hotel Vernon in a long time, but it's right smack in the middle of Kelly Square, which is a really busy place these days. Did they have a stage in there?
2: There was a stage. Yeah, it's pretty small, but it existed. Yeah. Cool. There's a big ship's wheel right behind the stage. It was, yeah, it was a, it was a cool place felt like i was in like a, a pirate ship
0: it's kind of good
2: electric chair though which was really crazy
0: an electric chair
2: yeah right when you walk in it's right in, to the right and it's wow. got like original like leather
0: straps that's pretty it. neat i guess oh my god so um are you from massachusetts i'm from mass yeah i'm Where from did you gr- winthrop, mm-hmm. winthrop. Okay, like, um, you grew up in Winthrop. What did you start listening to music at an early age?
2: Um, I think I actually started listening to music actively when I was like twelve, maybe. It was definitely middle school. Um, otherwise, before that, it was just like what my parents were playing.
0: So were they were they were your parents cool? Were they playing cool music?
2: they were i would say um but yeah there was a lot of like there's a lot of folk um from my mom and then my dad he likes folk he likes country like old old school country and rock um so yeah a lot of like steely dan and little feet and i didn't like it when i was younger but now i love it
0: so which one steely dan or little feet both (laughs) you like them both wow yeah um did you start playing uh was guitar your first instrument
2: um wow i actually don't remember i think so i took i took piano lessons around the same time um you know guitar was like what i cared about more
0: did um you're still obviously really young um did you was this with the croaks your first band or did you have another band
2: i had a band when i was 15 um called Chumhead, and that was actually people that i met in worcester so we'd play shows out there in like central mass um yeah we had i we had a lot of songs out actually i just recorded my room and we probably had like we had like a little ep we had like 10 songs on Bandcamp, um but then i mean it didn't last very long it was what like, kind
0: of music was it chum had it sounds like it might have been punky to me
2: it was a little punky yeah it was like punk and singer songwriter e kind of stuff
0: punk and singer songwriter were, Singer, you the, songwriter,
2: were, but drums.
0: were you writing? Cause I know you do, you know, with uh, Haley, you do all the writing now. Were you doing the writing with that band as well? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. I wrote all the songs and um, my friend Amelia wrote all the lyrics at the time.
0: I'm going to um, ask you more about songwriting as we go along because you have a really interesting <laughs> songs. You guys have really interesting songs. Um when did you meet Haley? Was it you and Haley that put the band together? Because I know you guys co-write together.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we met in 2017 at MassArt.
0: Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So you went to school there.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we met like a week, a week into the semester. um, And then we like, I think we, we wrote our first song together like a month later. And it was you- just really a weird one. <laughs>
0: weirder than the ones you have now like, oh
2: my god uh, same amount of weird but like not as like uh conceived if that makes sense
0: so did you guys know right away that you were going to be playing together did you hit it off immediately
2: um yeah I think so we had a lot of similar music tastes and I was like wow like a girl who plays guitar that's like finally
0: yeah she comes from a a rock and roll household no doubt about that Mm -hmm. um did you um when you guys started writing uh together did you have a an idea of what direction you wanted to go in as far as like you said you had similar music tastes what were the music tastes that you had
2: um we both like like old school rock um i think we bonded over that first like the who and the clash
0: Um, real old
2: yeah uh and then some newer stuff like we both like this guy richard dawson who has an album about medieval archetypes and i think that really like did a number on our psyches so we just kind of
0: medieval architect
2: archetypes like every archetypes. song about a different role you could have in medieval society
0: ah uh, that kind of explains some of the things about your songs to me yeah
3: <laughs> so this guy
0: influenced you yeah because you guys have some really interesting songs um talk about the croaks i mean the people that you have in the band now was this the band that you know, you you put together from the beginning, or have you gone through some personnel changes?
2: Um. Yeah, we've gone through a lot. We we are when we met, the band we formed was called Rat Slap, and at first it was just the two of us, and then then we brought in Haley had a band from high school that was still sort of active, so we brought in her drummer Dan. And so then it was three of us. And then we like brought in a keyboardist that we met at Mass Art. Um, and then like after a while, COVID hit, and um, Dan moved to Canada, and uh, I forget. If, I don't know what, what happened to Ryan. I think he just left Mass Art, and we didn't see him as much. But, um. Yeah, once COVID hit, like, that's kind of when the croaks really became a thing, because we, I think that's when we were like, oh, yeah, we want to do, like, medieval folk rock, because before it was, like, power pop, I guess.
0: Medieval folk rock. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the genre. Um Talk about the songwriting process. did you and haley you and Haley wrote all the songs, right? how do you how do you write? Do, does she do music, you lyrics or vice versa or together?
2: Um, we usually write song like full songs separately and then bring them to practice. Um, there's a couple that like there's a new one we're working on where I wrote the riff, and then she wrote the lyrics. Um. but it's it's usually we just like come up with songs on our own and then show them to each other and we always were like this is sick
0: so the first song you released in 2020 was the court jester mm-hmm <laughs> Uh, you know, a jester, court jester, fool, or joker was a member of a household of a nobleman or a monarch employed to entertain guests during royal court. I don't have that memorized. I just was curious when I was listening to all your music where you came up with this, because it's kind of a bizarre tune. Please tell, tell us about this.
2: Um, at the time I was writing... A lot of poetry because I had nothing else to do because it was like COVID had just hit. Um, so I was just like writing all day, and I was reading a lot of medieval poetry, like Gawain, that kind of thing. So I think that that like imagery was already stuck in my head. Um and it just yeah, I don't know, it just happened. I was also trying to play in different modes so i was like playing in different modes and playing in different um tunings which made doing the medieval thing like some i don't know something just clicked because of what i had put my guitar in
0: how did you decide to bring the violin into it
2: um I don't know. It just felt right. I think Kaylee and I wanted to have a hurdy-gurdy or some sort of sound like that, but our our stand-in was to have a fiddle doing droning.
0: A hurdy-gurdy sound. Yeah. (laughs) Is that a Donovan reference you're making there?
2: No, does he talk about hurdy gurdies?
0: Oh no, he has a song called "Hurdy Gurdy Man." That's why I thought i have oh. never heard anybody even cool. use that expression before. What's your definition of hurdy? I feel like I'm gonna be end up being the dumb one here. First, no. what's a hurdy gurdy?
2: It's um, it's a medieval instrument. It's it's like a, I don't even know what type of instrument is it is, but they're really expensive. They're like nobody makes them anymore obviously but um yeah they just make this really cool drone and i think you crank you might have to crank it because it's not a pump um but yeah
0: interesting
2: yeah sounds awesome
0: you always think you know everything but you don't um i watched the time the tiny desk uh submission that you guys did was that early on that you did that because i forgot to look and see when the date was is that recent or was that a few years ago
2: um i think that was this spring it was this year i'm pretty sure
0: do they actually respond to you when you do those submissions no we didn't hear anything (laughs) you didn't hear anything i thought yours was really clever and cool i liked it thank you um okay. So after that you released the Court Jester single on Bandcamp, you kind you didn't really do any you didn't put anything out until and correct me if I'm wrong, Cuddy Hunk Isle, June 2023, which is you know this year. Did you just were you just was it because of the pandemic that you kind of were in a standstill mode? Um yeah, pretty
2: much. I mean I recorded that song by myself with help from a friend and it wasn't with anybody in the croaks. It was just like, I want to put this song out.
0: And then. Uh, Cuddy hunk Isle?
2: No, sorry. The co- the court. Just oh, okay. Okay.
0: Properly. Oh, I didn't realize that. So you did that one alone. Okay. Got it.
2: Yeah. Haley's on Haley's still on violin, but um, yeah, like we didn't have a drummer anymore. So like, we didn't have the Croaks as a band until 2021, and then that's when we were like, okay, let's like write an album. So we 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 wrote and played around for probably like a year, and then we recorded.
0: So. So your record was already done when you put the Cuddy Hunk Isle single up on Bandcamp. And for people out there that don't know, Cuddy Hunk is a small, small island off the coast of Massachusetts. Real small, in fact. Was, was your inspiration the island? Had you gone to the island?
2: No, I haven't been there. I, I went to Martha's Vineyard with Haley and her mom uh, in the summer of 2020. Twenty twenty-one, maybe? And I that's how I like found out about it. I was like, this I wanna live there.
0: Seems awesome. It's weird. I went out to I've been out to uh Martha's Vineyard, but I didn't know much about Cuddyhunk Hunk Isle. <laughs> I mean, can you see it from Martha's Vineyard?
2: I don't think so. I think it's too far.
0: Huh. Wow. That really was an interesting song I mean, so what what was your you, you used some really cool instrumentation in that one too. There's a flute in there, I believe, and violins and and other instruments. What were you thinking when you um when you recorded that one and how did you record it actually?
2: We recorded everything ourselves. we did drums and bass live um in our bedroom and then the rest of it was just recorded over the next year whenever we had time
0: who's the um, engineer in the band
2: um me and at the time we had we had a different drummer and bassist and our bassist at the time
0: engineered the drums is that denver uh knuckles is that how you pronounce the name
2: yeah denver's our new drummer yeah
0: And he mixed and mastered uh, Cuddy Hunk Isle. Mm -hmm. I really like that one. I like all your songs, actually. Uh, And and then a month later, you put out Loch Ness Lady, which is, I believe, the sister of the Loch Ness Monster. Yes. (laughs) I mean, for people out there that are listening and don't know this band, they're probably taken a bit by the song titles alone, like I was but i saw the band live so i experienced it live which we'll talk about in a second that one's more of a stripped down rock song i think it's a love song am i right
2: yeah it's like a deranged obsessive love song
0: a deranged obsessive love song did you write the lyrics yeah so you're the deranged one
3: <laughs> yes <laughs>
0: that's a i mean that in the kindest way possible uh, i love the great the 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 time change in the guitar part halfway through i thought one thing i really liked about that song was the arrangement did you guys just come up with these arrangements on your own
2: um yeah i had written a demo that had a lot of it had both guitars pretty much fleshed out um and then yeah then as we practiced we just we just came up the arrangements ourselves um and when we were practicing we obviously didn't have a flute um in the band but i just asked a friend to do it for the recording
0: uh elena cunningham right
2: Mm -hmm. alana yeah
0: yeah. alana sorry alana cunningham uh also this flute on that one too okay i missed that um so you guys i love how you use all this instrumentation on all these these songs where where do you say you record a lot of these things in in bedrooms and at people's houses and stuff do you have a practice space
2: yeah sort of we we practice in haley's basement
0: haley's basement yeah is that in boston
2: she lives in arlington
0: arlington yeah okay got it um okay so after that came out, you, you put your EP out, which to me is almost like an album and all three of the songs that you didn't redo any of these songs. You used the same tracks on the record, right? Okay. Um, the song that got like, I, I, I saw you, um, at the crystal ballroom because, um, I know, I know, uh I knew Justine, uh, Koval, Haley's mother. So I went there. I didn't know anything about the croaks in fact when i looked at the lineup i was like who the hell are the croaks because i knew all the other bands because you know i'm a little older obviously and i knew i saw the bags you know haley's father's band in in the late 80s you know i actually tried to sign them at the label i worked at i almost did sign them but they ended up going to my old label um so when i when i saw you guys i was like who is this And I got it immediately got me to the front of the stage and I was captivated. But the song you ended with, which I already played on a new music show, Big Bug, that was so good that I remember going home, finding it and listening to it like three times. (laughs) Now, tell me about that song, because uh, it seems like it might be a true story.
2: Yeah, I think it's perhaps like a universal experience. Um it I mean that's a that's a Haley song she wrote that in like 2018 maybe, so it's pretty old. Um and we weren't very old like I don't know, she's probably like 20 maybe, but um yeah, I mean we weren't even sure if we were going to use it for the croaks cuz it's Sort of just like a straight punk song, but we tried to make it a little more medieval sounding in the
0: recording, at least. Well, you ended up playing, you know, it was the last song of the night. So usually you like to end your song with something good. And you and you seemed to transform a bit during the song and you jumped into the crowd and I was standing right there and you jumped right in front of me. And I was like, oh, and you kind of went into this zone. Does that happen to you a lot? um when you're
2: playing yeah i I think like i kind of like lose touch with reality i'm just like in another world um and that that song like makes me feral
0: that's a that's i like wow i like that it makes you feral um so (laughs) uh there is also who's calmest which is a uh A cover, Diana. Mm
2: -hmm. No,
0: I never knew that song. Where'd that come from?
2: They're like a really weird. Comus is a, I think they're British.
0: British band,
2: folk, freak folk band from the seventies. Um. Yeah, and their arrangements are awesome, and it's like. I think that's another. That was another big influence for me and Haley. I don't remember exactly when we started listening to them, but. It just felt like the perfect thing to cover. And that was at the time we like we were like, oh, we need another song for the set. So let's just do this.
0: Did you at any point ever think about going into a recording studio and recording? Because Haley has knows, knows the people, you know? I mean, or did you just decide, you know what, we want to go all DIY on this one?
2: We sort of considered it. I think it was like, we don't want to spend any money. Um, but I in hindsight I kind of wish we had well no I won't say that I'm glad we did what we did but I think next time I'd, I'd like to do a studio because it was it was a lot of work and it's hard to wrangle everybody anyways but then when it's not like you're just recording over the course of a few days and you're doing it over the course of like a year it's like it's just such a process
0: you like to have full control over everything too don't you
2: we do yeah yeah i think we have a really specific vision and and sound that we want
0: can you share some of your future vision with us right now because i'm curious where you're going with this
2: um future wise, I don't know. I mean, I we're just going to keep putting music out. I think we are like, as we write songs, we're getting more and more, um, in touch with the like visual and like auditory aesthetic, I think. Um, and that's really, that's really what I mean. I think it's hard to, I mean, I, I feel like I have big, big dreams,
0: but. Um, dreams to be like my, in the music business you like yeah, musically, so.
2: Like being able to, I mean, I would love to be able to do music for a living. Um, but I think we're not really focusing on that. We're just trying to like get better and write cool stuff.
0: So you and Hale, you're like a team in terms of your vision
2: yeah and now now we have Haley I mean Allie and Denver who are also really like they really like get it and um so it's it's yeah it's nice that it really is all the
0: four of us um I, I wasn't let's talk about the crystal ballroom for a few more minutes I know Haley put that whole show together when she approached you about having you know, obviously it was a tribute to her mother, uh, I'm sure you wanted to do it. but were you thinking about what the audience would be like because there were a lot of older people there. It was like a more of an older crowd. What was your thought process as far as that goes? Was that something that didn't concern you or at all or um
2: now, we were excited about it, I think. We were all like, yeah, this will be a good audience for us because we listen to old stuff and like sound like or at least try to sound like bands from the 70s. So um, we thought it would be a good fit. The only thing for me was like during Big Bug, I was like, should I get down there? Because everybody's like, I don't know. I don't want to like hit anyone and knock them over.
0: I think it worked.
2: (laughs) <laughs> okay, worked good. Worked for me.
0: uh Have you ever heard of a band called Fairport Convention? Yeah. And I was trying to figure out what older band I could compare some of your sound to, and not musically, but lyrically. I thought about Fairport Convention. Do you find that to be weird, or am I to something here? No, oh,
2: you're right. Yeah, we love them.
0: You love them. Wow, yeah. it's amazing because you're like in your early twenties, right? Mm-hmm. and you know fairport convention and they're like an early 70s band yeah not exactly a commercial <laughs> band bless you <laughs> not, not exactly no, not a at com- all interesting wow um so were you happy at the show i mean with the way things went were people coming up to you throughout the course of the night and telling you what they felt about the band
2: yeah it was really nice it was really like validating and um there were some people who'd seen us before when we first started playing and they were like wow like you guys are so much better now um yeah and we got a lot of compliments about the songs and um about like Denver people love Denver's drumming which is like so true because it's awesome yeah you guys are it was great
0: you guys really pulled it off i was i was really excited that's why i approached you so quickly (laughs) so um before i ask you about your upcoming shows uh what what do you listen to what are you listening to now do you listen to a lot of different kinds of music or are you just going back to the old stuff
2: um i try to listen to new stuff um right now i'm listening to a lot of like female folk musicians a lot of like british british ladies like i i was listening to sandy denny all day actually
0: there you uh, go fairport wow i I can't i i'm just patting <laughs> myself on the back for this one um what do you think about you know like boy genius and and those you know julian baker and because it seems like if you're saying female folk yeah
2: yeah honestly i i have never listened to boy
0: genius you haven't don't know what they sound like I think you might like them
2: yeah I'll have to check it out because I do I used to listen to Phoebe Bridgers in school and I loved her but I just kind of like just happens like you like discover someone you listen to them then you like move on um but yeah I'll have to check it out
0: um, it seems like you're leaning a little bit in the punky direction at times. Is that like some a direction you might go in or are you trying to stick with your, the style that you have happening now? Cause it seems like it's almost punk at times, you know?
2: Yeah, I think we're trying to find a good balance of both because we like to, we like to go hard at shows. Like it's, it's really fun and we have full band so might as well um because i I don't know like i write a lot of slower quieter songs on my own which is nice but it's not necessarily what i want to do when i like get together with them
0: did you roll around the floor last night in worcester
2: i crawled around yeah i climbed on some tables
0: (laughs) That's awesome. So I know you've got a bunch of gigs coming up. You want to plug some of your shows?
2: Sure. We have a show in Alston at O'Brien's on the 2nd of November. I think that's the next one. And then after that, we're playing in Brighton on the 11th at a house show. And then we're playing in Lowell on the eighteenth.
0: Any um, plans to get in a van and take this on the road at some point?
2: Yeah, we would love to. It's just really hard to get everybody's schedule to line up and like take time off work.
0: um but you you're all out of school now, right?
2: We are, yeah, yeah. so
0: you have a job too.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah, I have like three jobs, four jobs. <laughs>
0: So you're piecing all your jobs together to keep the rock and roll dream going. Is that the plan here? Pretty
2: much. Yeah.
0: It's a good plan. I like it. Well, Hey, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. I'm really uh, excited to be on the, on a, the ground level, so to speak with this band. Cause I think you guys are really good.
2: Thank you so much. Yeah. All
0: right. Hopefully I'll come and see you again soon. I'll catch your show yeah, again. Please do. All right. Thanks. Thank you. All right. Thank to do it i had to do it i had to play big bug again <laughs> that's right big bug all right by the croak such a great band thank you anna And uh, listeners out there, please go to their Bandcamp page and check them out, The Croaks. This is a great young band on the rise that we highly recommend. And that's what I mean. This is how you find out about new music. You listen to your friends. I'm your friend. I must be your friend. You're listening to my show. All right. Please consider supporting your friend, me, (laughs) and this podcast on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Twisted Rico. You can also subscribe, subscribe to us on spotify and you can reach me anytime at twistedrico at gmail.com or you can write us also at blowing smoke with tr we're also on facebook threads youtube uh and also tiktok tiktok at twistedrico check that out posting a lot of clips there by the way on the youtube page you can watch the interview the zoom interview that anna and i did if you want to check it out all right. That's going to do it this time, folks. Um, thank you for so much for listening. Till the next time we say goodbye. This is Blowing Smoke with Twisted Rico. I'm your host, Steve Ricardo. Keep the rock and roll alive.